RPC Sermons Podcast. Today's episode is a special episode from our Facebook Live series entitled Closing the Distance. These are unscripted conversations with the pastors of RPC and various special guests reflecting on topics from our ongoing sermon series. If you're interested in learning more about this community of faith, visit roswellprez.org. Good morning and welcome to Closing the Distance here at Roswell Presbyterian Church. My name is Jeff Myers, one of the pastors here at RPC, and it's a joy for me to have Morgan Burge with us today. She is one of our summer interns coming from Columbia Theological Seminary, from that distant land of Decatur. Uh, So good to have you in Roswell. Morgan, how are you doing today? I am doing great. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just uh, really excited to talk to you, learn about your story and share, because I kind of know it, but I'm excited to share uh, it and you with the congregation. You're going to be focusing in on pastoral care and congregational care ministry this summer, but you'll you'll be seen all over the church in worship and mission, youth, all of these great opportunities to get involved here at RPC. Uh, wh- when, when did you first hear about Roswell Presbyterian Church? When did I first hear I would say maybe about a year ago when, or was it a year ago when Scott Weimer joined your staff in the interim? Um, He just could not stop raving about this congregation so much so that I just had to see it for myself. So that's how I got here. That's awesome. Well, Scott is quite the cheerleader and he is said some great things about you, and uh, we certainly love having him here at RPC, and it's, it's so funny because, you know, I served under his leadership for, you know, 10, 11 years, and now to kind of have him call me boss, <laughs> I'm, like, uh, I'm like, what? Yes. Anyway, it's so great. Well, wh- okay, so Morgan, where did you grow up? Well, I was an Air Force brat, so I moved every two years growing up um, until about fifth sixth grade. And then I moved to Peachtree City, Georgia, the land of the golf cart, south, <laughs> far south of here. And um, yeah, that's where I spent all the way till I was 17 and wow. moved to college. Mm-hmm. All those Delta pilots in Peachtree City. Oh yeah, my dad's one of them. So that's how oh. we even heard about it. People said now, it was where, a place to go. Did you grow up in the United, just strictly in the United States or did that take you internationally? Yeah. So we were about to move to South Korea and that's when my dad started working for Delta and kind of like became a teacher of instructor pilot in the military. And so he was able to kind of balance that and go more weekend pilot and then, or weekend instructor during the day pilot with Delta. Yeah. Now moving around like that, I think is really kind of frustrating probably um, and hard and difficult, but I also think there's some 
there's some like gifts you get from moving around so much. Do, how do you think doing that, being so transient, was made a positive impact on you? Mm. Well, <clears throat> I would say I can make friends with anyone and you have to do it fast. And I'm good at keeping relationships across distances. And I really attribute that to my childhood because I had to. I remember this time um, when we were moving from Oklahoma where my dad was like, we're moving to Georgia. And I was like, Georgia, what's even in Georgia? And I just cried, leaving my friends. And I was just like, I'll never forgive my parents for this. And now I'm like, Georgia forever, literally never moving. Um, So, you know, I've learned to adjust. I'm pretty flexible person, I would say, because of my childhood. That is, that's really awesome. And to be, and to learn to make friends really quickly, like being in ministry is really helpful, you know, because if you're one of these people, oh, we got to see each other every day for several years, you know, (laughs) oftentimes you got to make it or break it. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Okay. So you you grew up in Peachtree City. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in Peachtree City, like, and then, and then you came to Georgia State, right? Yeah. I, I came to, did my undergrad at Georgia State and studied public relations and event planning. So did you live at home while you were in school? I was so excited to move to the city. I just, day one was like, I'm never coming back. So I uh, lived downtown and then I moved to Midtown, got a little apartment with friends and never left. Wow. You know, this it brings back some fond memories because I think, I don't know if you know this, but um, in a, it feels like a previous life, I led um, a ministry called Koinonia at Georgia State. And and I would go down, We I'd bring pizzas we do bible studies we did some international mission trips nicaragua honduras and and sometimes i'd be like around georgia state you know i'm in the middle of atlanta it's just like and i would think about where i grew up is so different than where i was i was like wow god has got a sense of humor to bring me here (laughs) this is fantastic yes i was so overwhelmed the first like week i was like oh am i gonna get hit by a car and what are all these what streets it was just a lot but <laughs> now I've adjusted okay and remind me okay so you just said what, what did you major in again public relations and then I did a minor in event planning now did you use that uh those degrees it I did for internships and so um it was quite the journey, but I was looking into food and beverage PR and um, I did some entertainment PR. Um, I wrote for a fashion magazine and fashion and music magazine. And then all the while in college, I was um, I was really involved in a campus ministry, a national interdenominational one, InterVarsity. And I was doing that and thinking I was going to do full-time public relations afterward. And then God just kept tugging on me. And um, I just kept feeling this call to ministry. So afterwards, I actually went into full-time ministry for, it's now been a decade. So long time. And when you talk about God's call, I think a lot of us, or some people, they hear 
they want to be like, what does it feel like? You know, is it is it tingling on your spine? Is it, you know, <laughs> right. a bright light, you know, in a dream? How did you experience God's call? Well, it is a little bit woo-woo, I guess. Um, so I, first of all, just the practicals was like through community, like my community, my mentors all kept just reaffirming my gifts for ministry and um, just that, this passion that I had to just walk through life with people, the highs and lows was coming from something greater than me. And um, then the like woo-woo part comes in at, I was at a conference and I was praying and um, it was one of the first times I feel like I actually heard God's voice very like overwhelming lately. Um, and God said, what else would you do with your life? And I started really thinking about all the significant encounters that I'd had, even from like childhood of seeing um, friends really impacted by Jesus in the gospel. Um, and I thought about them all and I realized ministry was kind of like the common thread for my whole life. That's really cool. Now, some people may not be um, uh, familiar with InterVarsity. So kind of give us a description of what is InterVarsity and where yeah. did you uh, do that ministry? So InterVarsity is a campus ministry. There's a branch that focuses on like PhD students and grad students, and then a branch that focuses on undergrad students and really just helps college students either learn about faith or grow in their faith in college and learn how to make, um, I guess, the gospel central to everything that they do, whether that be friendships or, um, you know, classes, what they're doing in their future and helping them serve in local churches, depending on their um, denominational background. So wow. I did I was a campus minister just focusing specifically at Georgia Tech for about six to seven years. And then I went to um, the Atlanta University Center, which is Morehouse, Clark, Atlanta, Spelman, and Morris Brown. And they're historically Black colleges and universities. So I did that. How long were you there? Mm, you know, COVID years really shake things up. Uh, maybe about two to three years. And then I became an associate area director. So I was in charge of the metro Atlanta area and some colleges in South Georgia too. Oh, wow. Now, when you were at Georgia Tech and at HBCUs, what what did you like about the ministry that you were doing? I loved being at this, seeing people at this pivotal point of transition. Like they were leaving their families' homes and they were either going to have to make their faith their own or they were kind of like thinking about what they believed and what their family taught them or did not teach them and deciding what they wanted to, how they wanted to live out their faith. So it was really fun walking alongside people doing that. Um, I loved helping people discover their gifts and their strengths and how that could be used to benefit the world and benefit the church. So absolutely. I loved all now, of if, if that's what you liked, but obviously you're not doing that anymore. What did you not like about that ministry? What was challenging <laughs> and tough? 
Ooh, um, working with 18 to 21 year olds was had its ups and downs. Yeah. Um, and I still absolutely love um young adults, but I I I found myself wanting to I miss the intergenerational ministry opportunities and um yeah, getting to live out faith with people who were vastly different from each other. Yeah, that's that's InterVarsity is a really interesting interesting ministry and has done made a, a huge impact in a lot of people's lives and I know you did as well. So, but now you're a seminary student. So, what was the call? How did that transition go from doing campus ministry and your area director and then you're kind of called to seminary? How did you experience that? So I decided, and this was not this was against wise counsel, and I have learned some lessons from it, but I tried to do it all at once. Um, so my first two years of seminary, I was working full-time as an associate area director. I decided to have a baby. So that was also a choice. And then I was doing full-time seminary. Um, and that was not a smart choice. That was not my best, um, you know, but we do what we have to. And for me, I think I, I went through a discernment year, that second year of seminary of like, where do I actually see myself after seminary? And I do see myself in a church. So I did, you know, it was very sad to leave my colleagues with InterVarsity of nine years. We've seen a lot together and, <laughs> but I, I feel really called to serving the church in like a congregation. So I wanted to make that switch. And have you been like, so a lot of people go, why do you need to go to seminary? You know, why, mm. why do you need theological education? Mm. Why do you, why do you think theological, I mean, you were doing ministry for nine years. Yeah. Why did you need theological education? Do you think? I, hmm, I wanted to really I wanted to, well, I learned Hebrew and Greek, so that was helpful to be able to read the Bible and the original languages is pretty amazing. But I think theology is so central and so important in all that we do. And I think being intentional and having a space to um, ask questions and research and explore about the, like the history of the church and where we're going now. And um I think like that provides such an important foundation to ministry. And so I just, I could not imagine not taking some real focused time to dive in. And I think it's changed my life. So I hope so. No regrets. No regrets. Yeah. I, I had the same experience when I went to seminary. I thought like I came out a very different person than I went in. And yes. I just had just so many great aha moments like oh that makes that makes okay i'm glad somebody because you know i don't know if you were like me but like beforehand i thought i was the first person to ever ask some questions about god and the bible and then i get to center it's like no people have been asking that that question for hundreds of thousands of years and i was and like this is some oh, of the things they... these are some good answers that i yeah, had on my own. exactly yeah what have been some big aha moments that you've had in seminary Mm. Well, good question. I mean, there's so much. <laughs> like every day is an aha moment. Yeah. Um, 
I think so. Colombia has grown very diverse, um, especially um, internationally. And it has been really amazing to see, like, to see how the church, capital C, is expressed globally mm-hmm. and how um, there is still like there is that universal thing that binds us has been just a powerful thing to be a part of and witness. Um, Some other uh, moments, you know, I never knew that it could be so important to really understand how the Trinity functions. (laughs) And now I'm like the Trinity. Yes. Everything. Um, uh, Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to like pare down. How about you? Help me out. Are there? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the diversity of the global churches, you know, and how different cultures bear witness to what God has done in Jesus Christ. I think it's very interesting. I think for me, like, I kind of grew up a fundamentalist. So like the fact that the Bible didn't drop from the skies magically and we discover it, I was always like, where did it come from? And like just get, doing the critical, you know, mm-hmm. kind of exegesis investigation of scholarship archaeology, I found that really helpful. And I was like, oh, the people who wrote this down were, were just people, like um, lives, they had families, you know, like, and they were asking theological questions. They felt God spoke to them. God called them the minister. Um, they were, and so I found that really, really helpful about where the Bible came from. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think it forced me to be a much better communicator. Mm-hmm. I think like to really in a, in a critical way, like what yeah. does it mean to talk about the truth in such a way that you're trying to get at it? You're not, you're not just BSing people, you know, yeah. or being vague or, or being charismatic and, mm-hmm. you know, really like persuade charismatic persuasiveness, but you're actually saying, no, this is, we're talking about things that matter. And we're trying to get to the heart of the matter, what's truthful. Uh, I think that was really helpful. I, I did a lot of work um, around human rights and ethics, um, mm-hmm. both from a Christian perspective, but also from other traditions. Mm-hmm. And I think thinking about justice, what justice looks like um, in the world. And, um, and then I think, like, I think issues of uh, sexuality was really interesting. Like that was a time when you know, now I feel like everything's kind of about LGBT, you know, like in the news and all that, but it, that wasn't so much the case. And to think really critically about how does my faith inform my views about sexuality, yeah. marriage, family, partnering, all this mm-hmm. um, identity. Uh, so, and so seminary was so critical, um, just forming me. Although I don't know how you'll feel when I graduated, I felt like my mind was like tied up in knots. It was hard for me to express myself. Because I was like, well, but it could be this way. It could be that way. It could be this way. It could be that way, you know? And I'd be like, but, uh, uh, and people were like, just say what you're trying to say. And I'm like, I can't express uh, it. And it took me a long time to kind of untangle the knots. Yeah. Uh, I still am probably in some ways, but uh, to get to a place to be able to communicate clearly. Yeah, we'll see, uh, you know, come May, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, for sure. Well, okay. So what, as you kind of look look to graduation, you know, in a year, when you think about how God is calling you 
after that, what, how do you feel since God's voice is uh, the road kind of is paved before you? Mm. Well, last summer I interned at a smaller kind of a um, solo pastor church in North Decatur, um, Columbia. I mean, I, or Claremont Presbyterian, or, uh, why can't I speak? Claremont Presbyterian Church. And I fell in love with working in a congregation, serving alongside them and just cheering each other on as we all pursue um, this, like being the church together. Um, so I love that. Then I went and did a year of interning at a hospital as a chaplain. That I, my floors were oncology, stroke, and a medical surgical floor that mainly was kind of like determining whether someone was going to have to get an amputation. And that, I absolutely loved it, but I missed being in the congregation. Mm -hmm. And so I do, when I, when I think about May, um, and even before May, where God's leading me. I know that I want to be in a church. I still want to walk through like life with the the highs and lows with people. Um, but I love the just the continued relationships that come in a congregation and being able to follow up and know people of all generations well. Um, yeah. Getting to see the generational legacy too of people um, is really powerful. So. Well, you're in a congregation this summer. So what are you looking forward to uh, uh, through your internship here at Roswell Press? I am looking forward to getting to know all of you. I'm looking forward to learning from just such a dynamic pastoral team. I have heard so many good things, not even just from Scott, about this pastor team. So I'm excited to learn with you and your colleagues and um, just to serve, to, to get to, um, to get to see how God wants to use my gifts to help this church. And then also to be benefited from y'all's gifts. And I'm excited. And we are so, um, we feel so blessed to have you here this summer. And we, we, we really look forward to your ministry to us and blessing us and, um, I really hope that it'll be helpful as you kind of take these next steps, figuring out where is God calling you next. Uh, we have we've gone this far. Tell us about your family. My family, I love them so much. Um, I have Brandon. We are we've been married six years now, and um, we met in college, but not at college. We met working at a restaurant. Uh, it was fun. We got all of our friends' jobs, all of our siblings' jobs. So our wedding was truly a reunion of people we already all were close with. So very cool stuff. And um, we've been together nine years. Um, we have a two-year-old uh -huh. named Serena, and she is a real character, <laughs> like opinionated as they come. And I have no clue where she got that from. <laughs> yeah, no clue at all. <laughs> Not at all. Um, but yeah, she's so fun. Just the delight of our lives. So that's our like little family. And then we have obviously our families of origin. 
Uh, my family all lives in Georgia. I have two siblings, younger, and then my parents, um, they're divorced. So I have, I've got a bonus dad on one side and a future bonus mom okay. on the other side. And then my, I have my in-laws and they all live in Georgia for the most part. So. Oh, wow. So you kept them close. Yeah. There's a reason we're not moving from Georgia. It's like, listen, everyone's here and my baby's the only grandbaby at the moment. So like if we can't, like it would be a real problem if we left this state. So <laughs> well, I, well, I can't wait to meet Serena and uh, see Brandon. It'll be really good. Well, Morgan, thank you so much for being here uh, at RPC and spend our time closing the distance today. We'll let folks know we're going to be continuing to interview some of our other interns. Uh, we've got a really diverse, fascinating group of young people. We're just so excited to play a small part in what God is doing in their lives in the world. So Morgan, thank you and have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.